And I want to share with you that I'm beginning a little series of sermons with you on the parables of Jesus. And I don't know exactly why, but it came on me a few weeks ago to do this. And I understand that in the children's classes, we're doing some of the parables of Jesus and learning some things about that. So maybe this will all dovetail together and it'll be good. But the stories that Jesus shares in the parables are powerful. They're absolutely powerful, and there are some great messages and great lessons for us. So the next few Sundays that I get to preach for you, uh, we're going to be talking about some of the parables. I asked the folks to put this, the chorus up to this song, I Love to Tell the Story. I love the chorus to this song because it truly, truly is a part of what our lives are supposed to be and that we should be willing and, and, and able and love to tell the story. So I invite you, would you please sing this with me? I love to tell the story will be my feeling glory to tell the old story of Jesus and his love. The stories are powerful. They're really, really neat stories. We're going to start with one that I think all of us should relate to, and it's the parable of the sower. How many of you could tell this story right now? At least three of us could, yes? Of course you could. But the cool thing about this story is I brought props. I brought seeds, baby. Now, you know I'm kind of a gardener at heart. I was talking with Michelle and his lovely wife this morning about a little place that Lynn and I bought, and we got room for a garden. But I brought some seeds with me because it's important for us to understand that sowing is about seeds. And I don't just have seeds in packages. Baby, I got a real seed. This is a real seed. <laughs> if you can't see it, this is an avocado seed. Okay? Now, I know it's avocado because I ate the avocado for breakfast this morning standing in the kitchen. And it was amazing. It was really good. That was my breakfast. I didn't want to waste the avocado. That didn't seem fair just to get the seeds, so I ate it all. Fair? That good? Yes. All right. So we're going to talk about seeds, and I'll explain these to you in just a few minutes. But I want us to realize that Jesus tells this parable about the sower and the seed for a reason. And it starts out with this. He says, the sower went out. And he told them many things in parables, saying, listen, a sower went out to sow, and as he sowed, some seed fell on the path. Here's where I want us to begin. I don't want to talk about the soil today. I want to talk about the purpose of the sower. Okay? Jesus said, the sower went out. That means he had a purpose in what he was doing or she was doing. You know, and it's not just he's that can sow, she's can sow. You know, that, and I don't mean S-E-W sow. Even men can sow. Yes, hands and feet ministry, you're welcome. Every time we meet on Saturday, men are welcome to hands and feet ministry. But men and women both can sow the seed. We both can do it. But the purpose of what I want to really focus on for the next couple of minutes is, is that Jesus says he went out. That means the sower made a purposed, intentional decision to go into the field and to begin to sow. You get what I'm saying? We messed up gardening. We have. We, we've kind of messed it up. I heard a story one time about a gentleman who had a beautiful garden. And he'd been working on this garden for a long, long time. One of his neighbors came by, and he made a comment to Fred. He said, Fred, you know what? He said, you and God have the most beautiful garden here. And the guy said, well, it looks good now, but you, see, you should have seen it when God had it all by himself. <laughs> now, I want you to think, have you ever walked through the forest? What kind of garden did God plant? 
It's beautiful, yes? Have you ever seen trees planted in a row? Uh-uh. No. No, 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 no. God doesn't plant that way. Have you ever seen the flowers, wildflowers? Have you ever seen them growing in a row? Nice and neat and straight? Does God work like that? God doesn't work like that. It's a, now, there's symmetry. Don't get me wrong. There's symmetry and there's purpose and there, there's intention in how God does stuff and how he plants stuff and how he causes the garden to grow. But I'm telling you, God didn't put it in a neat little row. It just doesn't work like that. We did that. We did that. Do you realize that God never even really tills the soil? You understand what I'm talking about? God doesn't even turn the dirt. Now, there's some other things that happen in the course of nature that changes the world around some of those things that grow. Like sometimes there are wildfires. You know why they call them wildfires? Because sometimes they happen wildly, like lightning strikes, and it causes a fire and things happen. Had the opportunity sometime last year, took the wife, and we went up to see the big trees. What are they, sequoias? Is that what you call them, something? Yeah. I started to say Uncle Ben, but that's the wrong. That's not the name of the tree. General Sermon, right? Yeah, we saw that tree. That's a big tree. Do you realize at the bottom of the tree it's black? And that's not mold. Do you know what that's from? It's from a fire. And you realize unless there's some kind of fire that goes through that forest occasionally, things just don't do well. That's the way God intended it. But God intends for those of us who are in the kingdom of God, who are his family, who are his believers, who have accepted Jesus as Lord and Savior, he expects us to have a purpose and an intentional desire to go into the world and sow. And he didn't leave any of you out. And I'll get to that in a minute. It's not just about preachers. It's not just about teachers. It's not just about apostles. It's not just about the prophets. He intends for all of us to be engaged in the sowing. I'll tell you how that works in just a minute. Sowers spread seed, and they do it on purpose. This is not my cousin, but this is the closest picture I could find to him on the day that I heard this story. I'm standing in a garden. This is back somewhere in a little town just north of Birmingham, Alabama. My dad had, I think it was a second cousin. His name was Hubert. Yeah, I don't remember his wife's name. But his, Hubert had a son whose name was Cecil. And Cecil was standing in the garden with him. I know it was in the garden because I was standing in the garden close to him. We'd gone to visit them, and, and we were out in the garden, and my mom and Bert, that was her name, Hubert and Bert, Bert and my mother were out. I, I don't know if that's for Beatrice or what, but anyway. She were, they were out in the garden taking in some vegetables. And Cecil is standing there. And any of you ever, have any of you ever grown okra, or do you know what okra looks like when it's growing? You know, it's got the long, long little pots. Well, if he, he had broken off a pot of okra, and he broke it open, and it's all slimy on the inside. You know what I'm saying? So he's holding this pot of okra, and he's taking out one little seed of okra at a time, and he's dropping them on the ground. And as he's dropping these seeds on the ground, and I quote my second or third cousin Cecil, he says, Mama... Why don't you plant these seeds I'm a-standing here a-wasting? <laughs> that's exactly what he said. Mama, why don't you plant these seeds I'm a-standing here a-wasting? And I'm here to tell you, you and I go through life and we're wasting seed that God has given us because we don't realize the power that the seed has because we think that the seed has to be something great. 
And I'm here to offer to you that the seed doesn't have to be something great or something big because that's not what Jesus said in his parables. He says this in Matthew 13, verse 31 to 32, the kingdom of heaven is like a mustard seed which a man took and planted in his field. Though it is the smallest of all seeds, yet when it grows, it is the largest of garden plants and becomes a tree so that the birds come and perch in its branches. So how big does a seed have to be? This is a seed. This is an avocado seed. And I know avocado is a fruit because I looked it up on the internet this morning. And before I could even finish typing in, a little blurb popped up and said, yes, avocado is a fruit. And it's because there's this seed inside of it. These are hard. Do you realize if you try to feed somebody this, they'll choke to death. And if you threw it at them, it'd kill them. Because it's hard as a rock. And I'm telling you, this is not the size seed that Jesus said the kingdom of heaven is like. He didn't even say it was like green beans. I started to open the packages, but then they'll spill out, and I just won't do it. It's not even the size of a green bean. This is not the size seed that Jesus wants us to plant. It's not green beans, and it's not even corn. I love corn. My wife won't let, it eat much, won't let me eat much of it because it's sweet, and it's got a lot of or something like that. And she said, it's not good for you. And I totally disagree. <laughs> but it's not even a kernel of corn that Jesus says we should plant. And by all means, I had to bring this one because my wife, she's not here. She had to work today. Crazy, but she actually had to work on a Sunday. It's not even watermelon seed. And my wife loves watermelon, but it's not even watermelon seeds. And these aren't real watermelon seeds because they feel really small. I don't think this is the kind of watermelon my wife likes. But let me tell you what kind of seed it is. Mustard seed. Can you believe I actually found these at Home Depot this morning? And I am going to open this package of special mustard seeds. How many of you have ever seen a mustard seed? Three of you. Perfect. I want you to look on... Oh, oh. Can you get a close-up of this? On my finger, there is a mustard seed. I'm here to tell you that this mustard seed is smaller than the head of a straight pin. It is small. It is very, very small. And Jesus said, the kingdom of heaven is like a mustard seed. See, here's the challenge. Those of us who are in the church, who profess to be believers, we think that we have to go do some great thing for God and plant all kinds of seed that are huge and make a world of difference in the lives of people. And Jesus said, plant a mustard seed. How big is that? It's smaller than the head of a pen. See, we think we have to go do great things that everyone's going to see or everybody's going to notice. And that's not what Jesus said. He said the kingdom of heaven is the size of a mustard seed. And if you plant that, it grows into something great. You see, we get things confused. We, we try to make straight rows out of what God is, has symmetry to, but it's all over the place. We try to put it in some little box. We try to make it look exactly the way that we think that it should look. And God didn't design it that way. God wants us to plant little bitty seeds in people's lives so that he can grow them into something great. It's not our job to put something great in somebody's life. It's our job to put something small. So small they might not even see it 
and then let God do his miraculous work in allowing someone else to come along and plant the seed a little deeper, or water the ground a little bit, or work around the soil to allow it to grow into something great. You getting what I'm talking about? Are you connecting with this? We think in the church that there's got to be some dude that's a preacher kid now, or a preacher kind of person, whatever you want to call Michael, or some guy that stands in the pulpit, or somebody that teaches the Bible class, or somebody that sits down and opens the Bible and begins to tell someone about the words of Jesus. And all of those are good. But the sower went out on purpose to plant seed. <clears throat> and the seed is so small, you can't even hardly see it when it hits the ground. So who's the sower? Who is the sower? God has asked us to plant seed. God has asked us to plant seed that's so small nobody can hardly see it. To you it has been given to know the secrets of the kingdom of heaven. To them it's not been given, but to those who have more will be given and then they will have an abundance, but from those who have nothing, even what they have will be taken away. But blessed are your eyes, for they see, and your ears, for they hear. We are the sowers. We are the sowers. We are all the sower. If you know Jesus as Lord, and oh, by the way, I believe you know or you wouldn't be here, then you're the sower. And if you know to sow seed then you should sow even more seed. Because if you're not sowing the seed that you know you're supposed to be sowing, even the little bit of seed that you have, God's going to take that away from you. And you don't want to be on the receiving end of him taking anything from you, if you get what I'm saying. If your eyes have seen who Jesus is, if your ears have heard the message and you know the message, then help me understand why we aren't sowing more seed. I'm just going to be just flat out, straight, transparent, and honest with you. Church got messed up a long time ago when we formalized it. It really did. It got all messed up when we formalized this thing. When we started meeting in church buildings that looked like this, we started having clergy like me and him and her because she's secretary and that's close to clergy because she does more work than half of us most of the time. When we started doing those kinds of things, guess what we did for you? We relinquished you of your responsibilities. And now you come here and you pay your tithes and offerings and you sing when Brandon leads our singing and you bow your heads politely and pray and you listen attentively to sermons and then you leave the building. And unfortunately, many of us, once we leave the building, we think, let the preacher do it. Let the associate minister do it. Let the youth minister do it. And if that doesn't work, hey, we got elders. We'll let them do it. Have mercy is right. It's all of our jobs to be sowers. 
because it's the small seed that needs to be sown. It's nothing great. It's not a sermon on the corner of the street. <coughs> it's not something huge that's going to call attention to you. It's the smallest of things. And then let God do his miraculous work in the hearts and the minds of people by bringing the Spirit along and others along to encourage and to nourish that seed so that it grows into something that's great. And you had this much to do with it. You get where I'm coming from? All you need to do is this much. That's all. Just this much. But I challenge all of us who are in this church to just do this much. And I don't know what that looks like in your world. Maybe it's just a smile. Maybe it's just a hello. Maybe it's just, have you considered Jesus? Maybe it's just, can I pray for you? And if I step another step, I'm going off. I don't know what it is, but I know this. It doesn't have to be anything great. It's a small seed that Jesus said to plant, and it's the smallest of seeds that grows into something huge in the kingdom of God. So what do you want to plant? And don't put it in rows. Don't try to overanalyze this thing. Don't try to make it into some beautiful thing that God never intended it to be. Just take these little bitty seeds and spread them around. But I'm telling you, you got to be intentional about this. You got to be intentional about it. You got to plan them on purpose. You got to make sure that you're in, in, in purpose and intentional. And that people receive the seeds that are going out there. And guess what? Some people aren't going to like it. They're not going to like it. We'll talk about that next week. But some people will. And praise God, some people are ready for it. And when they get it, oh man, it grows into this great thing. Just don't be afraid to plant the seeds. Because you never know what it's going to land on. And it might hit you exactly where you need it. And it might hit somebody else right where they need it. But it ain't in a row. It's not in a row. Just go spread the seed. Go out on purpose and tell somebody about Jesus. In the smallest of ways, because they're dinky little seeds and you'll never find them even, in a, even though I threw them. Never find them. You'll never see them. Because they're so small. Church, how do we get it through our heads into our hearts? This will kill somebody. This will hurt. I would... That would hurt somebody, wouldn't it? If I, hit, if I threw that hard, it would hurt. Intentionality. Purpose. Every day. The sower went out. He went out to plant the seed. I invite you to be sowers. It's that simple. I invite you to be sowers because truly, truly, the parable of Jesus intended for all of us to be a sower. None of us have an excuse. If you know Jesus, 
if he is the Lord of your life, then how about sowing a little seed? And let's see what God does with that. Because see, it's not my job to make anything grow. It's just my job to plant. It's just my job to water. It's all God after that. And the beauty of the miracle of planting and sowing is that God will take something that small and make it that big. Will you join me as a church and be sowers? Will you join me as a church to plant seed? And it can be the smallest little thing that you do, but that one little thing could make all the difference in the world in his life or her life. Brandon's going to come and lead us in a song. And as we sing this song, I just invite you and encourage you to recommit your life to being a sower in the kingdom of God. Let's stand and sing and encourage one another with this song. Amen.